It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two very different takes on another mediocre Steelers season. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers, so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. As the NFL playoffs begin, the 9-8 Steelers are sitting home, extending their streak of postseason futility to six straight years. The deepening drought of playoff wins in Pittsburgh should be as alarming as it sounds. You have to go back a half century for the last time the Steelers went this long without a single playoff win. That's right around the time the late, great Franco Harris caught a ricocheted pass and lumbered into the end zone, terminating the Steelers' interminable 40-year reign as the NFL's lovable losers. These days, the Steelers find themselves stuck in the middle of the NFL pack. They'll draft at number 17, just one selection below the exact midpoint of the 32-team league. Despite a 7-2 finish down the stretch, including a season finale win over the Browns last Sunday at home, the Steelers couldn't elbow their way into the AFC playoffs, even though 44% of the conference now qualifies in the expanded 17 format. The weary eyes of Steelers Nation now look to 2023. But what do they see? Well, most probably, I, I a Steelers glass that is half full, and then some. The reason for optimism, despite the persistent Pittsburgh playoff drought, is personified by rookie passer Kenny Pickett and the equally young guns on offense, second-year stars Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth, along with the seeming superstar in the making, rookie revelation at receiver George Pickens. Indeed, these are four solid reasons for Steelers fans to feel very good about the future, including the prospect of immediate and significant improvement next season. Pickett's, in particular, surged in the 28-14 victory at home over the Browns. His 31-yard catch produced the longest Steelers score of the season. That's the kind of signature play that's been sorely missing in that 2022 offense. The combo of Pickett to Pickens, which also produced connections of 24 and 17 yards against the Browns, 
pretends to make more and bigger splashes next season. The former Georgia Bulldog receiver, whom the Steelers stole in the second round, could emerge as the best receiver coming out of that 2022 draft. As the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette noted, quote, Pickens finished fourth among rookie receivers in receptions with 52 and yards with 801, but he led them all in average yards per catch with 15.4 and in 20-yard receptions with a total of 17. All that, despite Pickens being targeted 63 fewer times than the Leeds rookie leader in receptions and yards, that's Garrett Wilson of the New York Jets, unquote. Hey, that's not bad for a guy who was considered by most nitpicking draft nicks as an immature problem player coming off a knee injury before he proceeded to light it up with the Steelers. Coach Mike Tomlin, who cemented his streak of 16 non-losing seasons, most in NFL history, has been staunch in defending Pickens. He said this, quote, He's a quality young man. He is. He's professional. He's been really consistent in his work. He loves football. He likes to work. We haven't seen a lot of things that we hear about the rumors regarding him. That's why we defend him, unquote. Hey, the other reason the Steelers and Tomlin are defending Pickens, he could become the best player on the team as soon as 2023. The sky's the limit. Add in Najee Harris, who rolled up yardage on the ground after a slow start, and Pat Fryermuth, who's already becoming to picket what beloved Heath Miller was to Ben Roethlisberger at tight end. And there is a good reason so many are saying the Steelers' arrow is pointing up. Tomlin declared after the Browns' win, quote, we were a team on the rise. Added Pickett, quote, I'm excited for what the future holds. I think we have a lot of great players, so I'm really excited for that. And said Najee Harris, who rolled for 1,038 yards on the ground in 2022, quote, We're young, but we're also really talented. I think that for us to come together through all of the adversity, especially to finish like we did, it's motivation for us. We should be hungry for next year. We have a lot to build on, unquote. But it's not just the Steelers talking up all the promise in Pittsburgh. Former Steelers coach Bill Cower said on the CBS postgame show, quote, there's a lot to build on, unquote. And his broadcast partner, former quarterback Phil Simms, said of Pickett, quote, I saw enough to know he is a franchise quarterback, unquote. So yeah, the Steelers season is over. But the hype train for 2023 is already gathering steam. But there's another, dimmer, darker way of looking at what has transpired in 2022 in the 412 area code. The sloppy Steelers got off to a disastrous 2-6 start. The offense was utterly inept. The offensive line was built on the cheap and in over their heads. Tomlin bongled the quarterback situation involving anointed starter Mitch Trubisky and, of course, 
everyone we knew was the future of the franchise, Kenny Pickett. And even Najee Harris was considered an overreach as a number one draft pick in 2021. Worst of all, in celebrating Tomlin's non-losing season streak, the once Super Bowl or bust Steelers are normalizing mediocrity. And middle of the pack only spawns more middling results, a mediocre draft pick, and more lukewarm Steelers seasons that leave fans out in the cold come the playoffs in January. In other words, all this hope for the future is great. But the actual results since the Steelers last won a Super Bowl way back in the 2008 season is damning evidence that the once Sterling Steelers standard has slipped. We have much more on these two starkly differing views of the state of the Steelers in this season-ending edition of your Steelers Update podcast. And be sure to check out my print column, First Thing Thursday on Penn Live. It will be packed with plenty of memes, bringing all the Steelers' hopes and fears for 2023 to life and the laughs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right now, let's get right to it. Here's Ron Cook with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette attempting to sum up the Steelers' season, good, bad, and ugly. He writes this, quote, By almost every measure, the Steelers' season was a failure. They didn't make the playoffs despite going 7-2 and two down the stretch and finishing with a 9-8 and eight record. They won't win a postseason game for the sixth consecutive year, a futility streak that hasn't happened in 50 years for this once-proud franchise. But the season was a success in one significant way, the development of Kenny Pickett. Mike Tomlin declined to call Pickett a franchise quarterback at his final news briefing of the season, perhaps to ensure that the pressure on Pickett and lessen that as he heads into his second NFL season. But Tomlin did answer a question about the growth of Pickett and young offensive standout Najee Harris George Pickens, and Pat Fryermuth after the 28-14 win over the Cleveland Browns. Quote, I don't know that I use pleased very often, Tomlin said. I'll take it. We'll keep working. Other football people aren't afraid to put the pressure of the tag on Pickett. Quote, I've seen enough to say he's a franchise quarterback, Phil Simms said on CBS. Ben Roethlisberger said as much the same thing about Pickett on his weekly podcast. Quote, I wasn't sure what to expect from Kenny. I know he played great at Pitt and did a lot of great things, but coming in, I wasn't sure what to think. I severely, in my opinion, underestimated Kenny. I apologize. I think he throws the ball better than I thought. He runs way better than I thought. I don't know if he's faster or just more elusive, but he runs the ball way better than I expected and thought. His decision-making is really good. His leadership, toughness, just enough of an edge to him, it looks like. 
What I want to say is, Kenny, keep doing what you're doing because you are leading this team and becoming the guy everyone was hoping you would be. Unquote. Hey, great stuff from Roethlisberger. And Cook says, who am I to argue with the best quarterback in Steelers history? And Cook goes on, Pickett improved dramatically after the Steelers' bye week. He threw just one interception in his final 224 passes with five touchdown passes to go with it. He also led late game-winning touchdown drives to beat the Las Vegas Raiders and Baltimore Ravens with the team's playoff survival at stake at that time. Even Tomlin temporarily gushed about Pickett after his 10-yard touchdown pass to Harris with 56 seconds remaining to beat the Ravens in Baltimore on New Year's Day. Quote, I can't say enough about our young quarterback. He smiles in the face of it. He's always ready to be that guy in the moments that we need him to be that guy. He's just good to see in a young guy. None of us are surprised by what he does from an intangible standpoint, unquote. The best thing about Pickett? He has, quote, plenty of meat on his bones to use a favorite Tomlinism about a player's potential for growth. Pickett should grow significantly with an offseason of work and first-team reps with his offense at training camp and in the exhibition games, something he did not get last summer. A new offensive coordinator could help if Tomlin elects to replace Matt Canada. No less than Roethlisberger agrees, quote, I think the sky is the limit for Kenny, unquote. Hey, now that's great stuff from Ron Cook about all the potential greatness ahead for Kenny Pickett and the Steelers. But as I said in the opening, there's another dimmer, darker view of the Steelers' 9-8 and eight season and of Mike Tomlin's non-losing streak and this long drought of seeming being stuck in the middle of the NFL pack and without a playoff win in Pittsburgh for far too many years. For this, we turn to the always opinionated, often caustic, still city radio host, Mark Madden, who made the following comments in his podcast with Trib Live's Tim Benz. Said Madden, quote, I just don't see it as a successful season. I see it as a season that they didn't make the playoffs. I see it as a season where they think their rookie quarterback played really well, but did not. He is near the bottom of the league in almost every statistic. He threw seven touchdowns in 13 games in a league where that's just not how it works, unquote. Now, Tim Benz goes on to write this, summing up more of Madden's sour assessment of the 2022 Steelers. Benz writes, quote, Pittsburgh ended the 2022 regular season in what has become very routine territory for them of late. At 9-8, and eight, they are 500-ish. Their year, that's not good enough to make the playoffs. Last year's 9-7-1 was barely good enough to qualify. All too familiar is the fact that this will be the sixth consecutive year without a playoff win and the tenth year in the past 12 without a postseason victory. So even though the Steelers managed to rally from a 2-6 and six start to put themselves in the wildcard race until the final Sunday, some in Western PA are unimpressed with the fact that the franchise managed to avoid a losing season for a 19th consecutive year. Mark Madden of Trib Live and 105.9 The X 
is one of those people. Now, Madden did say that the Steelers made some progress on the defensive side of the ball, but he questions how sustainable it is for 2023. Quote, I do think the defense made some legitimate strides, but I do think the defense has some legitimate holes moving forward and a lot of free agency decisions to deal with, unquote. So the Steelers are in a place where they need to decide if they want to shake things up or keep together a roster that's been part of a drought that is extended to six years now without a playoff win. Madden suggested the fan base and media cover the team and are going soft in their analysis and expectations of what this team should be. Said Madden, quote, when we analyze what the Steelers have done, we just ignore the bad to be able to emphasize the good. I keep seeing how great it was that Mike Tomlin rallied his team from 2-6 and six to go 9-8. and eight. But does that mean he's absolved from the blame for coaching a team to a 2-6 and six start? Good question. It's a legit question. And that's the summation from Madden and Tim Benz. Uh, as for the answer of that question, are the Steelers absolved from their poor start and their middling end? Well, the answer, we go to Steelers Nation itself. And it has its own villain to point the finger at. It's a different Pittsburgh villain than any of the ones that Madden mentioned. Steelers Nation sides more with the positive takeout of Pittsburgh going forward, and they do so and they justify it by heaping all the Steelers' negatives on one person, the oft-criticized offensive coordinator Matt Canada. They want him gone. But fans should not hold their breath. Canada is under contract for another season, and the Steelers don't like to pay fired coaches for doing nothing. And there was progress made with that offense and with Kenny Pickett's performance in the latter half of the season. And Canada has to get some of that credit. And some say Canada has made his case to stay, at least according to some sharp Steelers observers. And among the sharpest is Ron Cook with the Post-Gazette, who has this view of the Canada situation going into 2023. Cook writes, quote, Tomlin didn't answer the only question that really matters is the Steelers head into the offseason. That question, how would you evaluate the job Matt Canada did and do you expect him to be back next year? Said Tomlin, I thought he got better as our team got better. I'm not going to speculate about him or anyone as I stand here today. I'm just beginning the process of transitioning in terms of wrapping a bow around the 2022 season, unquote. Tomlin was much more effusive about the wonderful job offensive line coach Matt Meyer did in his season with a unit that started the season looking as if it might be the worst in the NFL. Tomlin left no doubt he was pleased and that Meyer would be back for next season. But don't be fooled by that lukewarm response about Canada. I'm guessing, and this is Cook's voice, I'm guessing there is at least a 70% chance the much maligned Canada will return. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I know Kenny Pickett and Najee Harris have spoken highly of Canada, especially Harris, who said, quote, we all believe in Canada. Everybody's saying he called the same place, but everybody calls the same place. You can look at everybody everywhere. All that play calling stuff, I think that's just a cover up 
for just the lack of stuff that we were doing in on the field as players. I never bought into none of that because I know at the end of the day, we're the ones who got to make the plays, unquote. Now, Cook says, I also know uh, Tomlin is right about Canada's offense improving since the bye week when the Steelers seem to make more of a commitment to the running game with Harris, Jalen Warren, and Myers improving offensive line. Harris averaged 4.1 rushing yards in eight games before the bye and 75.2 in nine games after the bye. The team averaged 1.25 touchdowns and 14.1 points per game before the bye, never scoring more than two offensive touchdowns in a game. It averaged two touchdowns and 20.1 points per game after the bye, scoring three offensive touchdowns on three occasions. It went 7-2 and two in, in those final nine games after going 2-6 and six in the first eight. I'm thinking that improvement will be enough to save Matt Canada. But I just can't get past the idea that the Steelers could do a lot better with a more experienced play caller than Canada, who has just three years of NFL experience. And I also can't get past the criticism Canada and his offense have taken from some really smart football people. If Canada really is the guy you want leading a team with a potentially dynamic offense next season, with Pickett, Harris, Pickens at Pat Firemuth, is Canada the guy with those guys? I don't think so, Cook writes. But unfortunately, I believe Mike Tomlin does, unquote. And there you have it. I'm thinking Cook nails it here. Canada is back. Let's hope it's for better because we've already seen the worst. And there you go. That sets up the scene as the Steelers sail into 2023. It will be a whole new team, a far different and much higher set of expectations, and all the Pittsburgh pressure, along with all the hopes and dreams, will be riding on Kenny Pickens' shoulders as he enters his all-important second year behind center as your Steelers' very hopeful franchise QB. I, for one, cannot wait to see how it all unfolds. Of course, we're going to follow every move of the offseason, free agency, the draft, all right here on your Steelers Update Podcast. So you know what to do. Sign up for the audio, which is fresh every Wednesday afternoon, wherever you get your favorite podcast. We're everywhere now. So just sign up and you'll get it automatically. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news. 